Praise the Lord. It's a wonderful time and day to be alive. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is on the throne. And because he's on the throne, we have every reason to be hopeful and to rejoice. Since I left you here in the springtime, I've been to so many places. And I've laid hands on so many people. And uh, I've seen God's amazing grace. I'm telling you, all around Europe. So I got some photos to show you. This is in the tent. Uh, we had a tent meeting. It was a marvelous revival tent day meeting. This is in the conference. It's in the conference. Can just go ahead and move. Yes, yes, yes. More on the tent meetings in there. And it was amazing with so much power of God there. We had a joint program with uh, another church there. And this was also in a big uh, open air Christ Festival. That's my wife there, Margaret. I hope you know. Praise the Lord. And uh, so I got a lot of pictures for you. And then this is the school now. It's the school. We, have a, we are now already doubled in the school in size since September. We've got so many kids coming. They are still coming. There's a school there. And uh, so that's the, yeah, I think that's the little distance. Go ahead and move on to the, let, let me show you some of the chairs we already got. Yeah, last time I told you about buying chairs for more students. So we got all the chairs, so many of them. In fact, we're still bringing more because kids are still coming more and more. And uh, so we thank God for his amazing grace. I was in Italy. I was in different places. And I saw God's amazing grace during the summertime. And I'm believing God that uh, the heart of the Europeans might soften some to turn from darkness to light, to turn to Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. God bless you, brother. That's enough. Thank you so much. So we can talk more later in the evening. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you for giving me this chance again to stop by here. And Lord, you know and I know I am nothing without you. Amazing, amazing God. Please, Lord Jesus Christ, let your voice be heard, let you be seen. Lord, you know everyone that is here this morning and those who are online Lord, only you can address every heart. Please do it this morning. And while I'm speaking your word today, oh God, let your mighty power fall upon the people. Let this roof, this building disappear. People stand face to face before you, oh God. Let every voice of hell be silenced. Let the power of God be released. Thank you, Father, for your light and power and presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I want us to look into the word of God this morning. We're going to begin in the book of Romans. I want to do it differently, but the Lord got me there that I got to begin right here. Okay, so let's go. Romans chapter 5. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I'm going to begin with from the amplified version of the Bible. Romans 5. And it said, therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, Declared righteous and given a right standing with God through faith. Let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Through him also we have our access, entrance, introduction by faith into this grace, state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. Let us rejoice and exalt in our hope. And expressing and enjoying the glory of God. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. 
Let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings. Now, that doesn't make sense. Oh, it's, let me read it again, verse 3. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings. Rejoice in our sufferings. Knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswavering endurance. I don't know if I've ever seen people that really rejoice when they are suffering. Say, hallelujah, what happened? I'm suffering. Oh. We will send you to the psychiatry, okay, if you, if you do that. But here the Bible says, let us rejoice and actually see like as if something wonderful have happened to me. What happened? Well, I'm, I'm going through some hardship. I'm in pain. I'm in need. I'm crushed. I'm wounded. That's why you are rejoicing? Yes. I'm rejoicing. I'm, I'm so rejoicing. I'm so excited because I'm going through terrible difficulties. You see, this is, this is something that nobody wants to listen to today. But that's the Bible. Rejoice in our sufferings, knowing when we understand the end result of the sufferings, when you know what the suffering, what the pressure, what the pain it will produce. But if you don't know the end result of the pressure, of the trouble, of the catastrophe, of the anxiety, if you don't know the end result, then you will not be able to rejoice while you are going through the difficulties. But when you know the end result, when you know that after this pain, after this pressure, after this season of sorrow and loneliness and, and, and hardship, something good will come out of this. When you know, when I know that something good will come, out of this pen, something wonderful will come. Then you will rejoice while you are suffering. And, and it's not been easy for me to learn this lesson. But at last, I have learned this lesson. When, I, when I'm going through some hard times, difficulty, and pressure, and the devil come mad, I say, wow, something good is about to happen to me. Somebody say, hallelujah. I said to myself, the enemy must be seeing something wonderful about to happen. And he's jealous of what is about to happen in my life. So I'm going to go ahead and rejoice everywhere. Somebody say, hallelujah. That's why I hate fear. I don't like to fear. I stopped fearing for a long time. I was landing here in the plane and it was bad weather, brother. <laughs> it was so... They told us, we're going to have a rough landing. I, I, said to, I said in my heart, it wouldn't be as you feared. I'm here in this plan. Everybody got their windows pulled down. I opened my own. I said, let me see when the devil is going to come here. To, to dare me here. Whoo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You better learn to rejoice in your suffering. And in your pain. And stop complaining. And stop accusing everybody. Pointing hand and accusing everybody. No, that's not the way. Welcome suffering. Welcome pain. Welcome trouble. 
Kamayos, Kamayos. We are called and chosen by God to master this life. We master pain. We master anxiety. We master fear. We triumph over trouble. <laughs> knowing, knowing that all things, all things work together for good. All things, all things work together for your good. Why? Because you love. Now, that's what I want to get to you to today. And here it says, we rejoice in our trouble. We rejoice in hardship. We rejoice in crisis. We rejoice in the inflation. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, we rejoice. You must be crazy rejoicing. Some people say, you got no problem. I say, I got a lot of them, but I have mastered them. Because trouble is pointing me to something very glorious. If I never had problems, I would be a, a fool today. Problem made a man out of me. Troubles and pressure, God used them to make a man out of me. If you have no trouble in life, you are you're not living in the world. And the Bible says here, knowing. Now say with me, knowing. knowing. Say knowing. knowing. <laughs> now you better join me, okay? I know you may not like that, but you better know. If you know that the trouble, the pressure, the anxiety, and the pain will produce something far more glorious. Remember, you were saved by a crushed Messiah. You were saved by a bruised king. Kamalo Kote, what saved you was not joy. What saved you and I was pain. It was the pain of Christ that brought us salvation. It was his wounds. It was when evil happened to him that you and I were saved. We are behaving to, you know, the present day Christians, much more those in the western world, they think that Christ suffered so they will not suffer. Now, that may be the American gospel. We think, oh, he, he suffered, so I will not suffer. He died, so I will not die. No, he died and I might die with him. The Bible says, if we suffer with him, then shall we what? Be glorified together. Listen, if you don't suffer, there's no glory. I'm not going to lose all my friends tonight. <laughs> but at least pastor will start with me and, and Susan. You were saved by suffering. You were saved by pain. And your mom gave birth to you in anguish. Every good thing that ever happened to you and I came through pain. Every good thing on earth comes through pain. Your, your mom gave birth to you in pain. Christ saved you through pain. Unimaginable pain. Pain is a gateway to triumph and glory. Those who suffer are blessed. When you learn to master pain, you learn to master disappointment, you become a master in life. 
The Bible says that Christ, even though he was the son of God, yet he learned obedience by the things he suffered. And being murdered, perfect. His sufferings being perfected. He became the author of eternal salvation to all those who obey him. What does it mean to obey him? To submit to the same suffering. Why many of you are still in trouble is because you are running away from suffering. <laughs> I'm losing all my friends today. Oh Lord, have mercy. Ooh, man, this is a good news. Wow. Knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. We are in a time where Christians are not patient. Believers, they are not patient. They don't endure nothing. They can't stand for a long time. They have no backbone. They think life is watching movies. We are, this generation is deceived. We think Pain is for those in Africa. Pain is over there, but not for me. No, it is for you. There's a pain with your name on it. You can't run away from it. Run from the first husband because of that trouble. You run another second husband, trouble still follow you there. Third one, the trouble is still chasing you. Come on, mister, stand and face the trouble. Christ called you. Christ called me to become masters of pain. To see the glory through the sufferings. Stop trying to escape the reality. Welcome to the human race. Pain lives here. But thank God that pain will not endure forever. Every pain, every suffering, every pressure upon your life has an end. Temptation comes, pressure comes, but the Almighty God will not allow you to suffer more or be tempted more than you can handle. Whatever God allows to come your way, God knows you can handle it. Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> you, you ask, hey, David, yes, you are the king of Israel. Yes, I'm the king of Israel. Huh. How come you're the king of Israel? What are your credentials? What qualified you to become a king? Tell me, did you, did, did people, did you, do, you know, bought your way into that position? Did you trick your way to put up? Did you lie your way to it? That's how our leaders today are. They, they have no scars. Our leaders have no scars. <laughs> they, 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 don't tell you, they don't show any pain. No, no. They are painless leaders. That's why it's hard for them to lead. Because they don't know pain. They don't know sorrow. They don't know suffering. Somehow they got there. But not through the way of pain. So when they're up there, they don't care who is dying. But real leaders are born out of adversities. You ask David... How come 
You are the king of Israel. He will tell you, I was a little boy keeping my papa's sheep. I was there playing to the sheep and the oxen and the cows and the goats. And here I come running, my senior brother said, hey, David, David, come, 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 come to the house. I said, what happened? Is the house on fire? No, come. That's it. You should come now. now. I left the sheep in the hand of a helper. And I ran to the house. And there was all my brothers. And there was a man, old and gray-headed. They called him Samuel. Had a peaceful life. Just take care of the sheep. I had no trouble. I was okay. No enemies. Nobody was chasing after me. But the moment this man, old man, took a bottle of oil and put on my head, heaven opened, and I was anointed with the Holy Ghost. And I was anointed king of Israel. And from that day, I never rested. Enemies come from everywhere. Even the king, who used to be my friend, become my enemy. Why? Because I'm anointed. Why are you suffering? You are suffering because you are chosen. You are suffering because you are anointed. You are suffering because you are a child of God. You are suffering because you are righteous. Because you are holy. Because you are for heaven. But I'm why the pain? Because you are chosen. Why the suffering? Because you are different. Why all this chaos? Because God got his hand on you. <laughs> knowing. Knowing that affliction produces patience. And patience, endurance. <laughs> God choose you to teach the devil something. The devil missed some classes in the school. So God said, hey, you're going to teach him something. Somebody say, hallelujah. He was in heaven. He was in the third heaven, in the stones of fire. He was there on the mount of God, but he learned no obedience. He did not learn endurance. He did not learn suffering. So you're going to teach him how in the midst of pain you are singing amazing grace. Come on, people. Come on. Be strong. I command you, be strong. In the name of Jesus Christ. This is not time to look back. It is not time to give up. It is time to stand. There is a back. God is trying to strengthen your backbone. And you will be able to resist everything and endure everything and stand your ground. For soon, he that is coming will come and will not delay. Christ is coming. Somebody say hallelujah. We will soon shout the victory. Knowing. Do you know? Ha, 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 ha. Ah. I learned not to complain anymore. When trouble comes and pressure comes, I say, wow, something wonderful is about to happen. 
I am about to grow from glory to glory, from glory to glory. The sufferings of this present time cannot be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. When you get to heaven, you will say, you will say, I wish I suffered more. <laughs> so I could have gotten me more glory. I wish I never complained about all the hardship and pain about my neighbor. To God be the glory. Knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unwavering endurance. I want to teach the younger Christians today, mostly in the Western world, you need to learn patience. You need to learn patience. You need to learn endurance. Things must not always go the way you wanted them to go. You don't grow in Christ by every good thing happening to you. you don't, that, nobody grows that way. Ask Pastor Mitch. He's here for 28 years. Most of what we learn in life, we learn in sufferings. We learn in pain. We learn in disappointments. It's a part of our growth. It's a part of God's plan. Hallelujah. Knowing. Then, but look at what it says. And it says in verse 4, an endurance, as fortitude, develops maturity of character. Approved faith and tried integrity. I have seen many preachers and pastors who somehow had ministry and church and an explosion. Before they know it, they have thousands and thousands of people. And, but they never learn suffering and they quickly go down. They fall into adultery, they do all kinds of things and get because they didn't go by the way of suffering. Somehow, things were more easier for them somehow and they thought that's Christianity. And they have no scars. They have no pain to show for it. They didn't go through the deep valleys of battling and war. Some of them not even think the devil even exists. And so, and, and they go down. When God loves you, he gives you some trouble. <laughs> I know some of you said this is a bad preaching. That's exactly how I thought when I was like you, you know. This must be bad. That can't be God. That can't be God. I'm telling you, it is totally, completely God. Now, if not, explain why you are going through all this. And why is it not stopped yet? And so he says, this is very, very important in character. Because there are many Christians today, they have no character. They have no manner. They have talents. They have gifts. They can do a lot of open things and everything is so wonderful. They know how to talk, communicate, play, sing, dance, whatever. It's great, but there is no substance to it. The moment they are out of the public, they are broken trash. At home, they can't keep their anger. They can't keep their tongue. They can't keep their eyes. They, there is really, it's just an open public thing. They have no secret life. They have no character. In public, Wonderful. In public, everything is for the show. And God didn't call you and I to be a showman. Because when the music is over, the devil will follow you home to see how you live. Somebody say hallelujah. And now, look at what it says. Of this habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. 
your hope, our hope is made stronger. The more you go through things, the more you go through pain and hardship and come out of them, it gives you confidence. Experience brings hope. When you've gone through some things, when something new is coming, you say, well, 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 I will put into practice what I learned in my past experiences. Somebody say hallelujah. Without suffering and pain, you have no experience. Until you master this, you cannot get to this. God wants to place much in your hands. He wants to trust you with anointing, with his power, with wealth, with position. But he cannot give it to you until you are tried and tested. And you are proven. The chair you are sitting on was tested. The car you are driving was tested. Everything was tested to prove the quality of it. If, if, the, pilot, if the pilot tells you, hey, uh, we are flying to you know, from, to, to London, but this is my first time to be in the cockpit. <laughs> you will say, I, I want to use the restroom, please. <laughs> you know, just, just, <laughs> what? Oh, the doctor wants to open your belly, say, uh, 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 what do I, he asks you, say, what do you think I can do here? You say, what? Uh, let me use the restroom, please. <laughs> you are gone. Everything must be tested. You cannot go to heaven untested. The devil does not fear what you do in church. He fears your experience. And he says this. Such hope. Never disappoints us or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Ghost who has been given to us. God's love. The more you go through these things and persist and remain. Number one, the only secret that can keep you in hardship. Keep you rejoicing, keep you going through hard times, unbroken, uncrushed. The only force that can keep you in the times of the valley and darkness is the force of agape. If you don't know love, if you don't know agape, if your life is not totally, completely rooted and grounded in love. You cannot be able to go through the pains of life and come out victorious. Love of God, loving God, and loving people is what keeps you strong in the valleys of life. Love of God is our security because in the midst of suffering, nothing makes sense. The only light you have at the end of the tunnel is the light of agape, the light of love, pulling you on, pulling you on. There's pain, there's sadness, but love is constraining you. When everybody quits, when everybody gives up, and you keep going, they ask you, how come you are still going? You say, love is keeping me. Do you know love? Do you know agape? Jesus Christ did not come to earth to bring Christianity. Did not come to earth to add to new religion. Jesus Christ came to bring heaven's love into human heart. 
We are in the crisis hour. If we don't know love, you can't survive. Nothing will make sense. You will, you will get angry with God, angry with church, angry with everybody, and many will commit suicide. But if you know love, and your life is rooted and grounded and established in agape, God's love, not your love, not my love, not American love, but the love of the Almighty God. When that love rules and possesses your heart, you become a captive of love. I would have killed you, but love won't let me. I would have slapped, but love won't let me. I would have vanished, but love won't let me. I would not leave the church, but love won't let me. I would not kick you away and deny you, but love. I am controlled by this love. The sacred passion that drove Christ to the cross of Calvary and helped him stay there on that cross till the price was paid in full. Love kept him when everybody denied him when God turned away from him love kept him his passion for you his passion for me and the whole human he kept him love kept him love preserved him he did not curse his enemies he didn't say God kill them he said God forgive them he was addicted to divine emotion this is how we overcome Satan. Not by binding and losing. You can quote the scripture. Devil tell you the next verse says this. He helps you remember the next one. He's going nowhere. As long as the devil does not see love in you, you are an empty thing. Your prayer, your religion, your church activity is nothing. It is powerless. Paul said, if I do all these things, prophesy, do this, and have not agape. I am a noisy gong. Holy Ghost want to melt your heart. The love of God want to dominate you. We are in an hour where people are being controlled by evil, by wickedness. They are worshiping devils and demons. They are speaking lies and delusion. There are wars and violence. There's chaos. There's destruction everywhere. Evil is rising up in the hearts of men. The only way you and I can stand is if love rises in our hearts deeper than the evil that is in them. Okay, somebody say hallelujah. How can you survive your neighbor? How can you live in America in 21st century? How do you survive the news media and their rotten, rotten politics and rotten, rotten racism and bigotry and weak? How can you survive your neighbor? How, what religion have nothing to offer to you? You must succumb and submit yourself to the total controlling love of Jesus Christ. The same love, the same passion that drove into the cross of Calvary must possess your soul 24-7. Or else you'll be killing it. We can't stop. You'll be bitter, miserable. You will complain. Nothing will make sense. And you will sink in darkness. The Lord Jesus Christ said, because iniquity will abound, the love of many shall wax cold. When love lifts your heart, Light lives. Where there is no agape, there is no light. 
I have fought demons and evil spirits. I have fought Lucifer himself. And sometimes it's like I'm losing the battle. I say, Lord, what is going on? How come this guy is coming closer and closer? I have bound him. I have fasted. I have done this. I, I quote the scripture. What is, why is he still seem to be strong? The Lord said, Agape is missing here. I said, huh. Do you love the witch? Do you love the wizard? Do you love the politician? Do you bless them? But bind their works. I submit to Agape. And the devil is broken. I begin to bless my enemies. I begin to forgive the witches, but I curse their witchcraft. The mom, God is my witness. This is why I'm still alive today. We are in the end time. That when, when the devil does not see love ruling your heart, he got you. You can do your church, your religion, whatever you can, but you can go far. Love is a solution. The moment I begin to say, okay, God, right now I love my enemies as I love myself. I bless the witch. I bless the wizard. I bless those who are in government. I bind their evil. God is my witness. I say, I love you. You want to kill me? You hate me? But I love you. But I come against the devil that is in you. That is stirring you up against me. That is positioning you to hurt me. Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. It is broken. I love every man. I owe no man nothing but love. I don't speak evil of no man. I was going to another country in, in Africa, and the leader there has been so kind of terribly, been there for a long time and oppressing people. That's the mindset I had. When I get to that country, he was chasing me everywhere in the spirit. Even in the dream, in the night. I would see him in his face everywhere. The moment I said, okay, I love you. I forgive you, and I, I bless you, but I bind the devil using you. I was free. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you, who despisefully use you. The person, the manager who kept back your salary for nothing, just to hurt you. The boy who despised you and left you with another woman. What do you do? If your heart is full of bitterness and anger and resentment, you are finished. Your religion is in vain. Agape must possess and seize your soul just as evil seized your heart. God has made it that way. That either out of love or evil, out of love or hatred, the love that is in heaven must possess our soul. This is how we conquer. This is how we defeat darkness. Where there's no love, there's no light. Where there's no light, there's no life. Where God is not ruling, where Agape doesn't rule, God does not rule. I'm not going to give you too much so you can come in the evening. <laughs> you guys are funny people. I am a camera, yes. What can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus? Trouble, persecution, problems, pain, betrayals, anxiety, inflation, racism, bigotry. What can separate me from the love of God, which is in, 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 in Christ? The love of God is in Christ Jesus. Not in America, not in Europe, not in black man, not in white man. The love of God is only in Christ Jesus. 
Hallelujah. He's the only one the Holy Ghost. Maya, Maya, Maya. Listen, this is why many people, you can pray for them, they won't be healed. They can fall on the ground a thousand times, pick up again, nothing. Till they submit their heart to love. Russia, many, many years ago, said that love makes men weak. So one of them, Russian, this is many, many years ago, one of the Russian generals, and those many, many years ago, during the coming summer, said, we should learn to hate because love makes men weak. Yes, love weakens you so Christ can come and be your strength. I'm not a weak person. If I was weak, the devil wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I am strong in love. And the Bible says, this is how we can be sure in the days of judgment, days of crisis, because we love. He said, perfect, matured, full-grown love drives away what? Fear. I don't fear nothing. I don't fear the devil. I don't fear life. I don't fear death. I don't fear demons. I don't fear poverty. I don't fear nothing. Love sets me free. I don't fear you because I love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we all stand please? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For God so loved the world. For God so passionately, insanely. God loves you to insanity. It is a senseless love. It's a sacrificial love. God passionately loves you. His heart, his soul, his mind is running after you with passion. He does not want you to perish. For God so loved the world. We've not been hearing much about love these days. And the devil knows where there is no love, the devil rules and reigns. Today I challenge you. I don't resist the love of God anymore. Jesus Christ is the love of God. Receive the love of God in your heart. If you have not given your heart to Christ, this is your time. How much, how long will you resist the love of God? Say to yourself today, I surrender my life to the love of Christ. I resist the love of God no more. It is not selfish. It is love that loves people who are unrighteous, who are evil, who are wicked, who have no, nobody merits the love of God. I don't merit it. It is meritless today. I challenge you to resist the love of God no more. Let the love of Christ possess your soul. Say to Jesus this morning, I surrender my heart totally, completely, unreservedly to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Come into my heart. Possess my soul. Transform me by the power of your love. Give me love for my enemies. Help me love the unlovable. Bible said that you might know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. And then and only then can you be filled with all the fullness of God. The world is being filled with darkness and madness and insanity and crime and violence. 
the church will not survive the evil that is in the world unless we allow the love of Christ to become more strong and more controlling in our hearts, more than the evil that is in the world. Love is powerful. Love is transforming. God's love will disarm you. It will disarm that evil, that bitterness, that resentment. Love of Christ will make you tear the divorce paper. And change the way you talk to your wife. The love of Christ ruling your heart will make you give back what you stole. It will make you run away from the gang. From pilfering and robbing and causing pain. I challenge you today. Anywhere you are. Open up your heart. And cry out today. Lord Jesus Come into my heart. Change me by the power of your love. I want to be addicted to agape. I want to be a love captive of Jesus Christ. That's the revolution. That's the miracle. That's the healing. Love will make a way. Love makes a way where there's no way. When nobody sees the future, you see the future. When nobody has any reason to be joyful, love gives you reason to be joyful. The love of Christ in your heart makes you strong than your enemies. You are here today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And you've not given your life to Jesus Christ. You've been used to church, but not used to love. If you don't have love of God in your heart, religion is an entertainment. You come here, entertain for two hours and go home. Nothing changed. Today, eight of you here, put your hand in your heart and please pray after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you with all my heart. I am tired of religion. I am tired of church. Oh God, here is my heart. Here is my life. I resist your love no more. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Possess my life by your love. Lord Jesus, forgive my sins. Make me a new creation. Capture my heart. Capture my soul. Capture my mind. Capture my eyes. Capture my thinking and my words by the power of endless love. You are the love of God. And you are my savior and my king. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Holy Ghost, make the love of Christ real in my life. Fill me with the love of God. I am Akua. I receive in my heart. The love of Christ Jesus. I forgive all my enemies. I bless those who curse me. Those who hate me with total hatred. I forgive them because Christ loves me. Love of God. Take control now of my heart. I yield to you. I surrender to the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name.
Now, in the evening, there will be a mighty demonstration of the power of love here. It's a healing love. So, come in the evening. The Holy Ghost will speak to you. This is what will change the world. It is not Christianity. It is not religion. God has faith in love. The only tool God has to conquer human heart is his love. Nothing else. Not even hell. Love. Thank you, Jesus. And listen. Hold hand with somebody. Hold hand with somebody. Just one person. Just one person. And, and bless them like you are blessing yourself. You get to pray for them right now. That the love of Christ be released in them mightily. Pray. Open your mouth and begin to pray for them right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let that love flow. Let it flow. It's a healing love. It's a miraculous love. When the church is full of love, the church heals itself. The body heals itself. Love flows and healing flows. And, and no demon can stand in the presence of love. No demons can survive. Satan can't survive the power of endless love. It's a healing love. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let your love be released among us. In Jesus' name. As you live here today, don't resist that love of God in your heart. It can move you in strange, different ways. Your flesh will not like it. Your ego will not like it. But every step you take in love, is every step you crush darkness. If you, you may go home today, but you are so filled with that love that you want to hug your mother-in-law. You want to call your father-in-law. You, you can't resist it. It doesn't make sense. They will think you are stupid. Yes, be stupid for a while. You've been wise for a long time. Be a little bit stupid. It's good. So allow love to rule your heart. Tell somebody, allow love to rule your heart in Jesus' name. Praise Lord. the Lord.